0: Listen to Shoot the Defense. It's unbelievable, Jeff. Hello and welcome to another edition of Shoot the Defense on FNX, not on Audio Boom, because they're trying to charge me $9.99 a month. And I said, bye bye. I'm not with you anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Stel, and I'm joined along with uh yan if you're still there
1: yeah I'm, I'm still here mate
0: oh you sound like you're a little bit happier than five minutes ago <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <bro. laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not on, gonna I'm, on I, show, I, so I'm always happy i can't pick on you tonight i really can't because I, I it's come to a point now where you've hit rock bottom when it comes to united and i'm not gonna take the piss anymore <laughs> it's fine bro. i will let you off for one evening it's getting near christmas as well so you know got to get in the christmas I, spirit i, I don't work. believe you what? <laughs> what? My par- my partner in crime, Mr. Roderick, isn't here yet, so uh, I I can't. Anyway, right, Jan and I are joined by two very gloating Liverpool fans, um, and <laughs> they're well within their rights to be gloating. Returning is Double D from the D and D Factory. Welcome back, Mr. Mr. D. I was, was going to call you something else there, but I can't repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> good evening, guys. <laughs> I hope everyone's cool, man. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Let's do this. <laughs> And uh making his long awaited return after a few weeks is Lil Andy. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, how you doing still you good? You're up, boys? Very Andy. very good, my friend. Uh I, for for the benefit of our listeners, Andy was one of the originals on the show. He's a Liverpool fan and well, no he didn't Jump off the show because he's a Liverpool fan and we're full of United. No, it's just that, you know, they, they had Roy Hodgson at the time. He probably got fed up of coming on the show, pretty much how we had when we had David Moyes and when we had Van Howe and now we've got Josie Mourinho. Can okay, you imagine this, Andy? We've had five years of this stuff. You only had Roy, Roy Hodgson for like a cup of coffee.
2: Ah, yeah. uh, please, please, mate. Roy Hodgson was enough. For- Roy Hodgson felt like 10 years,
0: mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh, took gosh. 10 years oh, off your man. life. If smoking takes 15 minutes, how long did Roy Hodgson take out of your life?
2: <laughs> Koncheski, <laughs> Oh,
0: man. Can you oh, Kacheski.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> come he's, Paul, he's Christian Paulson. Paulson.
0: Oh,
3: Paulson. Do you know he was going to buy um, uh, Wayne Routledge as well, Andy, and it fell oh. through last oh, minute? Oh, my God. Because yeah, he's, 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 he's my mate's cousin, and um, <laughs> he went down to his wedding. He was tending us 70000 and we was agreed that it fell through last minute. I don't know. I think Hicks and Gillette were doing some dodginess, but that's the one time I can thank them for their dodgy ownership of our club. I'm surprised you didn't, I didn't go for John
2: Pencil <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, you wait. <laughs> wait, wait, listen. Brian, <laughs> <and Brian. laughs> Oh, wow. Kuncheski was as bad as him, anyway, mate. <laughs> uh, Listen, you know, can't should... not
0: pull Kuncheski because he was making a mint at Bilirky. <laughs> I think wasn't he on something like ten grand a week and he played like twenty games or something like that? goodness. Uh, just...
2: uh, right, yeah. Do, well. do you know? Do, do you know what? I, I, I can I can definitely sympathise with Jan. I've been there. I, I mean, the the era of Roy Hodgson was was when I was actually going. Uh, you remember, still? I was there almost week in, week out, home and away. Uh, I remember. <laughs> I, 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 I remember when I was coming back near Christmas time, when we lost to Blackburn, 3-1. Oh, I gosh. was drunk. We lost 3-1. Gerard missed the penalty as well. And I, I, I was sobbing in the back of my mate's car because I thought we was going to get relegated. Yeah. And, and, then, and, then, and then three weeks later, we bought in Dalgleish and it was like, oh, ah, yeah. thank God he's gone, man. Do you know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. We've yeah. been there, man. We've been there. Almost
3: went bankrupt, too.
2: Yeah, almost went bankrupt as well. Oh, God. We've had a terrible time, boys.
0: <laughs> oh, it's, it's not that bad now. Anyway. <laughs> we, we, we might as well start the show with, with that game and Liverpool continued their unbeaten start to the season with a comfortable 3-1 victory over deadly rivals United although United are pretty much dead anyway So <coughs> anyway, Sadio Mane opened the scoring after finishing Fabinho's superb pass Jesse Lingard pulled United level against the of play when Alisson made the meal out of Lukaku's cross uh, Liverpool rarely troubled the hair despite the shots on go- uh, goal counts showing otherwise uh, that all changed when Shakiri was brought on. The Swiss international scored the brace, albeit deflected goals, to put Liverpool back on top of the league, adding more pressure to under-fire boss Jose Mourinho. Now, Mr Jan, um, I-, I think we all knew what to expect from both teams. We knew what was coming. I'm just surprised United managed to keep it down to three and they even scored. Yeah, well,
1: United only scored because Alisson... Allowed United to score. Otherwise, United wouldn't have scored if they played until tonight. To be honest,
0: another, another FIFA glitch goal, definitely. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, do you know what, uh, this, I, I'm going to surprise you, but I, I don't really have a lot to say. To be honest, it was it was men against boys. You know, you got you got Liverpool top of the league, offline, and you got Man United, who who, as you said, are dead. And if anybody expected any anything different, then you know, I think. United fans are, are living in a different world at the moment. Um, it just shows the, the golfing class between the two sides. You know, you've got one manager who's enthusiastic, running around the touchline. You've got another one who's just sitting there miserable like his, like his team. And, you know, Mourinho reflects, you know, United, to be honest. And um, I think a change is needed. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go on still about, about United, but, you know... As, as United fans, this, this can't carry on. We can't hide behind excuses and, and crap every week. Something needs to happen, and uh, and it needs to happen now.
0: And that's it for this week. We'll be back after Christmas. <laughs> 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 oh, crikey, it's going to be one of those, isn't it? <laughs> right, Andy, look, Klopp went for a midfield three of Cater Fabinho and Wijnaldum. I mean, there's lots of pace there. There's lots of energy, power, and obviously a willingness to get forward. It's scary to think what your boys can achieve if and when they click. Yeah, no, no,
2: definitely. I was, I was mentioning before. Fabinho is now starting to, to show why we paid, paid that money for him. I, th- I think he's, you know, he's quite aggressive in the tackle, but at the same time, what I love about him is he's a forward-thinking player. Lots of forward passes. Uh, you know, Henderson gets slated a little bit for his sideways, sideways football, and you know sometimes it is frustrating but um Fabinho you know Klopp's taking his time with him as, same with Naby Keita as well still Keita not not many, many people have seen um the Naby Keita that you know that I watched in, in in Germany and know what he's capable of doing Klopp at the moment what he's doing is I think he's getting his defensive duties correct because he is quite you know gung ho when he was playing in Germany but he can't do that in the Premier League um and once he gets that then then that's going to be a player that's really going to excite Sight the fans. He's a, he's a brilliant little player, but you know it's going to take time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's clicking slowly, slowly in, in midfield, and and at the same time, we never had Henderson and Milner playing, who've been excellent as well this season. You know,
0: mm, absolutely, and I think it goes back to what we were saying last week, Andy, about Liverpool's strength in depth. I mean, you know, Joe Gomez has been an absolute revelation this season. I, I, I compared him to Rio Ferdinand when he was a, that age. You know, absolutely fantastic footballer, ball playing ability. But, you know, at right back, Alexander Arnold wasn't claimed, but Nathaniel Klein came in after God knows how long out, and he just stepped up. You know your left back Robertson has been absolutely outstanding all season, and in the midfield as you mentioned, you know if if Cater isn't playing, you have got Henderson, you have got Milner to come in. Um, okay, maybe up front you're lacking a little bit in, in the depth uh, department, but at the same time, you know Salah has, has been fortunate with injuries. Okay, albeit apart from the Champions League final, but as a lot, back into the season, Mane has been fit most of the time. And you're not struggling like you were December time before, you know, it's these these hamstring injuries, these thigh injuries, that they're not coming back. Still got ox to come back as well.
2: There you go. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. There you go. Yeah, no, it is it is good. It is good to see the, the, the strength in depth and, and I agree with you. I th- I I think um we we are lacking probably someone with more quality to come in for that front three. Although you know Sturridge has chipped in this year with some important goals when he's when he's come in, um, and Origi, obviously he's our hero now. The div, you know that, that the Merseyside goal now. You know he could do nothing now for the rest of his career, but he'll still be my hero after scoring that goal with his shoulder and his ear. Um, so, you know, so yeah, I do I do agree. We do we we probably do need something with you know with a little bit more quality, you know, because Bobby Firmino... I don't know if you've noticed it still, he's he's been sort of dropped back deeper yeah. into, into the team. He's not as forward as he was as he was last season. And I think that's because we never got Nabil Fakir, mm. uh the number ten. And so I do believe Klopp will be in the market. I'm not sure if it's gonna be this January. There's rumours that Pulisic has already agreed a deal to come for next season. Um and I hope that's I hope that's right. I I, I really rate that player highly. Um but I think the Nabil Fakir um, deal falling through through a few spanners in the works for Klopp, and which is why he's dropped Fabinho, uh, Firmino into the, the sort of the number 10 role. Mm. And he's slowly getting used to it now, Firmino. I thought he had an excellent game yesterday in that, in that role. We really controlled it in, in that position. So, yeah, um, I would agree. That's probably where we need to strengthen in that sort of area.
0: Mm, absolutely. Just going back to what you said about Origo, I was just having a, a, a little thought there. You know, you've got Arsenal, they've got Tony Adams' statue, they've got the Henri statue. Can you imagine Liverpool <laughs> doing like a little bust of his ear and, and his shoulder? Bad <laughs> <Van> go. <Gogh. laughs> Oh blimey, Uh, Origi is the next Van Gogh, bloody hell, (laughs) wow, I think think we've got the title for the show already, excellent, good shout D, good shout, hey D, um, Shaqiri, he joined Nigel Clough on the list of Liverpool players who scored twice in their first game against United for the club, he's not a bad player to bring off the bench is he? it's a, a great option to bring off the bench. Um,
3: I remember that Clough too in that 3-3 draw. Sorry still, when we came back from 3-0 down yeah. <laughs> back when I was yeah. um, a young'un. But um, yeah, and the, thing is, the funny thing about the whole Shaqiri thing is that he really divides opinion because we've my fellow Liverpool fans, a lot of them didn't want, I, f- I suppose because they were hung up on getting for gear, as Andy just alluded to, but a lot of people didn't want Shagiri. And I was saying, if you know about Shigiri's quality from back in the day when he was with Basel, this is a steal for twelve million pounds mm-hmm. because sometimes he didn't look like he wanted it at Stoke. But you when you're playing <laughs> with better players... And the qualities that he has, he's set piece ability, um, he can score from long range, he's good at passing, he can cross the ball. You've got those abilities, you're playing with better players, he can just open up. So many different avenues for things, and we've seen that almost every single time he's come off the bench, he's made an impact. He's done so well in his first start against um, Southampton, it took him off at half time because we'd already scored three, he'd been part um, of the um, two of the three goals, and he wasn't needed um, anymore. So, but he's doing really well. Um, Shout out still because when he came on and what he says, he pointed that out. Uh, I can tell by the rest of the shoot, I didn't really agree with him. But it de- it depends on how much you've seen him. If you've watched him play, he's a great player. Did okay in this year's World Cup, Euro twenty sixteen. He was very good. Hat trick in the two thousand and fourteen World Cup. So at, on the big, he's not afraid of the big stage, and he's just coming. He's playing with his smile on his face. He's full of energy, and I think things are only
0: going to get better. Mm. The thing is, going back to that, 40 he says, one I, I can. I can see why they kind of disagree with me because I i I think I said something along the lines of you know he can come in when Salah's out and they disagreed. Then obviously you, you can't compare the two because Salah's achievements last season were, were fantastic. But yeah. my main point was as a squad player, when you need to rest your Salah's, your your Mane's against your Cardiff or so the games that you feel that yeah you can get three points and if you can put a couple, you know, as fringe players like against Burnley for example, where you made all those yeah. changes and you. You you got to win. That's that's exactly what I meant. And you know he came off the bench and he made a massive massive impact. And you know I, I was like you know as much as I don't like to admit when I'm writing about stuff like that, um, <laughs> you know I, I patted myself on the back because I, well that's exactly my my point. He came off the bench to change the game and yeah, it's it. an impact. It. Right. And we and as you're saying that is correct. He can
3: play if need be as a ten, but he can play cover um, a money or um Salah out while that's more natural position. Obviously with the formation changes slightly as Andy alluded to earlier as well. Salah has spent some games up top this season and then Firmino back in these old roles at ten as he did at Hoffenheim. So Shakiri doesn't necessarily fit into that. If Fakir was bought, Fakir can play the same position as Shakiri as well as play as an eight. And even Leon views him as a false nine sometimes up top with um um To play one side of him and the likes of Corner etc. that have Mm. played um, up top with him as well, so a variety of positions. So I'm hoping Liverpool's still going with him again. I'm not sure they will, but also a point also um, that you made earlier in terms of Liverpool is that it's very important what you said about the whole injury thing. Mm. I think Klopp has realised it's um, a marathon and not a sprint. Yep. And we've seen in some of the games they've played this season, especially against Arsenal as well, they were kind of withdrawn and it wasn't the the heavy metal football as, as such. They weren't trying to press that they 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 weren't doing the gegum press nearly as effectively as they have in previous seasons. I think he's thinking that if we're going to come through this, look at the schedule as well. We've got United in February, before that, we're going to have Arsenal and City again. And then there's some tough other games around teams who will play a low block. If you get those injuries in, you've got no chance of catching City. Liverpool's still unbeaten now, and they're only just ahead of City at the top of the table. So I think he's thinking long term, rest of the season, Champions League, Premier League. And- and have less injuries at hand. Otherwise, he knows that we're not going to have enough to stop City in the league mm. or to be able to get to the Champions League final again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly with that. It, it reminds me of when I went back to the um, to E-Man show last week, on, on one up front, when I was saying about the intensity that Liverpool play. And I think the first couple of seasons, Klopp what, you know, was really willing to get this heavy metal football star, this high intense, this pressing game, because that's the only way that he knew. But I think he was a little bit naive coming to the Premier League like that because I don't think he understood how physical the game is. Now he's got that balance, so you're you're killing off teams, but you're also closing games. So you know you could win a game one nil. You did you don't have to win two or three like you used to. You know you can kill games off one nil and still conserve that energy for the next game, and that's why you're not getting exactly. a lot a lot of injuries. As I said, you know you know you, I remember Coutinho getting injuries at this time of the season, and it's purely because that Klopp was so hell-bent on, you know, pressing and playing this this yep. fast-style football that it battered the players. But now he's seen the game, he understands how the Premier League is. And, and let's, let's not make any bones about it, right? Apart from City, there aren't really any major contenders. no people going to tell me that Chelsea are up there, but Chelsea are just so inconsistent. They, they're irritating yeah. in that sense. So, <laughs> you know, it's... You know, he, he's got it right and he's got that balance there. And as I said before, you've got that depth, you know, that he's invested very, very wisely this summer. Um, and, you know, people always say, oh, well, you know, he's a hypocrite because he said this and that about spending money. But again, some managers, in fact, a lot of managers are hypocrites anyway, because they'll say one thing and do another. It's, yeah, that's how football enough, is. Yeah. You, can't, you can't take their word as gospel and you can't believe everything you, you read but you know yeah. let's, let's stay on the subject of Liverpool briefly I mean <clears throat> there's no doubt in their title credentials and, and ambitions but this is a question to all you guys do you think Klopp believes there are any areas in particular to improve and if so will he address this in January? Um
3: hmm it's an interesting one goalkeeper you'd think Fine, um, though I would have liked to have kept Danny Ward and shifted Miguelet. But Miguelet has been very professional in terms of um, the role he's been using now defensively because Gomez, Matip, and Trent which at the moment. He possibly might look to get some uh, another centre half in, possibly. Um, but um, as you said, Klein. He's, he's come back from the dead basically, hasn't he? Um, not making features on Love and Hip Hop anymore and kicking ball again. But I thought this is the thing in terms of the way Clock wants to play, the future is Alexander Arnold. But Klein is a better defender than Tred is, so it, in some away games, I would like to if he's back fit now, I'd like to see him used a bit more. And then keep Milner in the midfield, though Milner's a professional job anyway. So, interesting. Maybe, maybe a defender. Um, and I hope he goes in for Fakir again. I'm struggling to think of an alternative that can play as many different positions as he can. But Stryken, a striker, um, he knows Sturridge is the best finisher at the club. I remember when Klopp did his first, one of his first interviews, he said that the talk in Germany, the narrative was that Daniel Sturridge is a world-class striker when fit, but how often is he fit? But he doesn't press like the likes of Firmino can. So if he does go into a striker, it's pretty hard to sell to a striker, yeah, come and sit on Liverpool's bench when there's been no silverware recently. So I'd probably go with maybe a defender, maybe a centre-half, and then maybe possibly if he does go in for Fakir again or that type of player. But I can't see him necessarily
2: um, spending in January, surprisingly. The, the thing yeah, is that... I, I have. To, sorry, still. No, I can't cut you can't, short there. No, I, I, I agree. I, th- I, think the pro- the problem with Matic, he, he's a glass jar. Yeah. You know, the, the guy just falls over and he's out for about ten weeks. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, he, he fell over against Napoli, uh, literally the last second of the game. We're all celebrating yeah, and, 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 and then shoulder then Half an half, half an hour later, the man's having surgery. <laughs> I mean, is he related it? to Louis Saha? <laughs> it's, it's 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 crazy, you know. He broke his collarbone. I can't believe it. You know, um, so I, I I tell you what, that we have, I had a discussion with with uh, Stell on Twitter last week. I think uh, regarding certain uh, Mister Toby Alderwald. I if I, if I was Liverpool, yeah, I would I would go for Toby Alderwald in in January. I really would. I'd throw all the money at him. I think for a few years him and Van Dyck they could do a real good job there. He's experienced Gomez. Um, you know I love Joe Gomez and I agree with you still. I think he's the closest thing to, to Rio Ferdinand in terms of how he comes out with the ball, but Gomez has suffered with a lot of injuries as well. And I think, you know, he's a sort of kid that needs to be rested now and then until mm-hmm. his body is, is 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 proper bulletproof. So I would go for it for a centre back like Toby world And um, with regards to what Dan said about Fakir, I think the Fakir. Um, Boat has sailed now, mate. I, I honestly believe Pulisic is the man that that Klopp wants. He's identified, um, so I can't see us getting a number ten now. And I think that's why Bobby's uh, been playing there, you know, regularly now in that number ten in that number ten slot. And it's going to be switching with Shaqiri coming on and, and filling filling it in. And and then let's not forget, hopefully March April the Ox is back as well. So I can't see us making any major signings in in, in January. But I would love us to go for for someone like Toby at Spurs
0: with that experience. Mm, absolutely. And, yeah, what do you think they need to improve on?
1: Um, possibly another centre-half to play alongside Van Dijk. Um, as the guys mentioned, I know Gomez has done a really good job there. I'm not a massive fan of Lovren and Matip. So, maybe another established centre-half to play there with Van Dijk. And, and, and Liverpool defensively would be sound. Um, possibly maybe another forward. Um Maybe a centre-forward, maybe a number 10, maybe just somebody to give them, uh, uh, you know, extra options up front. But apart from that, I don't I don't think they need to strengthen anywhere.
0: There you go. Right. As for United, it was another turgid <gasps> performance with only one game plan. Stifle Liverpool and play to avoid defeat. I think that's a fair evaluation. I mean, this performance pretty much sums up United's season, doesn't it, Jan? Um,
1: season? Probably
0: the last three years, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Oh, come on. You missed the Van Hauer ears. Ears, ears, ears. Back to the ears. Origi! <laughs> do you know what? Origi! Brilliant. I'm not calling him ears anymore. I'm calling him Origis. We love him. Arigis. I'm not calling him ears anymore. 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 I'm calling him Origis. You know? Do you, have, do you have those Dre beats? there for my Origis.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I think Mourinho as a manager is top style. Um, but... Style of football at United doesn't doesn't suit United
0: at all. Um, you know, uh, yeah, and he doesn't care anymore, man. He just wants to get sacked. That's it. Yeah.
1: So so we're we're gonna suffer because Mourinho doesn't care, and Woodford and Woodward doesn't care either. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's you know it, 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 it's pathetic from 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 you know from top to bottom really, but. You know, Mourinho got away with it for the first two years because the first season he won two trophies playing that way. But if you're going to win trophies, at the end of the day, trophies is what matters. Last year, because he got us to a cup final and finished second, you know, it was progression. What, what's the excuse this season? The fact that we haven't strengthened. I mean, we've already spent £350 million. Yeah, the, the squad is garbage. I thought you were going to ask me where United need to improve. And, you know, I'm pretty sure yeah, we've got begin? work tomorrow. So, where'd um, you begin? Where would I begin?
0: Hmm keep the goalkeeper and get rid of the rest well yeah I mean for for, 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 for every Chris Smalling there's a Phil Babb <laughs> and for every Phil Jones there's a John Scales and for <laughs> and, 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 why, and, why are you giving why are you
2: giving, you're me, right. panic, why are you giving me panic attacks well for, for,
0: every, for every Jesse Lingard there's an Isvan Cosma I, I don't, <laughs>
2: <it's>
0: just, <laughs> Oi, don't forget Jean-Michel Ferry yeah oh blimey I was I see your I, I see your, fr- I, I, see your f- I see your Ferry and I raise you a tour of the picnic <laughs> Beyond talk of armour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man, Jesus. Well, you, you, did,
3: that, what, but, still? you did have you a what, what?
0: you did have a World Cup winner in Bernard Diomed though. <laughs> <laughs> there
3: you go. <laughs> do, you know what, do
1: you know what things that buffed me though? Still, go on. You know where was Fridge yesterday?
3: Oh God, Yeah uh, All my mates, my new mates have been saying that for like the last six weeks. Yeah, sure. you spent fifty I've million been, on the it, man. You it, I've, have been a not, I've
1: not been. in... Yeah, I've not been impressed by Fred, right? But you know, we—he—it was one of his signings again this season. Where was he yesterday in a game like that? He wasn't even on the bench.
0: Yeah, I don't think he was impressed with his uh, performance at Valencia, though.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but what is Mourinho impressed at United? The, the training facilities. I mean, every he has a moan about absolute everything, and do you know what? hes his negativity now. Is it? I'm done, I'm done with him now, Stel. I, you know, as a manager, and like I said, he's, what he's achieved, you cannot knock him. Even in the first season at United, the garbage he inherited for him to turn it around and win two trophies, you know what? Fair place to him. But ever since then, it's just been, he sits on that touchline. And I'll tell you what, another thing, Stel, and, and I don't know if this is highlighted or not, losing Rui Faria in the summer, I think that was another massive key to, to United. The fact yeah. that, we, that we haven't even replaced him either. You know, we've got Carrick, who's a rookie. What is Carrick? Is he a coach? Is he assistant manager?
0: <laughs> Mate, he, is... jo- Jose Mourinho went to go talk, talk to Michael Carrick yesterday, and it's yeah, almost... and he wasn't listening. He,
1: he was talking to the Yankees, <laughs> though, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <But that's... laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's laughable. But... I mean, you know, you got you got Pogba and Lingard before a game against Liverpool. You're 16 points behind your biggest rivals you're about to play at Anfield, and they're dancing in the changing room. (laughs) I mean...
2: That's crazy. That's shocking, isn't it? it, I saw that. I saw that. It's shocking. Do you
1: know what? As a United fan, looking at that, listen, if you're top of the league and you want to mess around, if you're Man City, if you're Liverpool, and the players are coming out happy, all Christmassy and whatever else, you're going to accept it. But when you're garbage, (coughs) when you're poor Pogba, who doesn't even make the... Uh, do you know what? Don't even get stumped. Get me You See, I'm mumbling because I can't even get out of anger. Great vote. I think we need to move on from United. Let's talk about Southampton.
0: To Chronicles of Yen.
1: <laughs> you know what? I promised myself I wasn't going to rant. I'm not going to promise nothing. Jens
0: yeah. yeah, is the fourth member of Migos, mate. Don't worry. <laughs>
2: <That laughs> Damn it. Yeah and I'm, yeah and you know what mate I'm, I I feel you man I feel you I I, I totally agree mate um, you know that that you know you're, you're, you're lagging behind in the league you know things you know things are negative in the press and everything and you go and do a video like that I mean that must really rile Jose Mourinho as it is do you know what I mean watching that it's probably why he just he, he didn't even he didn't even acknowledge him yesterday didn't he I no. I, I, I just don't think there was enough players for him to, to leave him out for the bench anyway I think you just left him out completely. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. He's, he's just done with Pogba at the moment And, and this thing's got to come to, to a close with them too At the end of the day um, You know, because it's ruining everything Because Pogba's obviously a very, very big figure in the club um, With the players you know, Andy, just, do you
1: know what? Sorry to interrupt you. Do you know what we're turning into? Um, and still hit the nail on the head We're turning into a worse version of Arsenal When it was un, when it was Wenger Where, oh w- where the fans were like in, out, oh, he's done this for the club. Now he's got a goal. We've turned the same way. Is it Mourinho's fault? Is it Pogba? Is it Martial? Who
2: needs yeah. to go first? Yeah, I agree. Everyone I, is devising. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a joke. It's a yeah, yeah, but what you've got
0: to remember is that with Arsenal, their fans, a lot of them got on the players' backs... A lot of our fans are sticking up for these players, and yeah, this is the problem. Yeah,
3: yeah, This yeah, is the exactly. problem. They're, they're not.
0: They're not. I, I put out a tweet today, and no one responded. Probably because no one saw it. But I said, "Can any United fan give me five standout performances from Pogba since he's resigned? Can anyone?" Five. There's,
3: yeah. there's, there's, there's two there's two against Newcastle, isn't there?
0: <laughs> yeah. The the those those yeah.
2: Yeah, you know. Why
1: stand up the, 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 the only one that comes in mind was the second half against City. But yeah, I'm, same. Oh, I'm.
0: Just thinking that. I'll just, yeah, just, just the second half. So that's just still half. not a
3: full game, though,
0: is it? Um, <laughs> Ever, Everton away last season.
1: He played well oh, against yes, when him and Ling got. Yeah, he was brilliant in that game. He, was, he, he played well against Arsenal sure. away
2: before he got sent off.
0: Well, he got sent off though, didn't he?
2: Can oh, I? Yeah, for the stamp. But yeah. he played well that day. Can yeah. I? Can I just say? Can I just say? Yeah, I, I think. I think. Pogba is a he's a really really good footballer. I I I think he's got everything, everything. He's power, you know. Good range of passing, you know. You lot, all, you know. It's it's opinions, obviously. I I just think with this stuff that's happened with Mourinho, it's just not even worth having him in the squad. Um, if you ain't got a brain to go with the talent, Andy, you're not a good player. Yeah, no, no. But I also I also think because he's fallen out with with Jose, clearly fallen out with Jose. Is you know you're never going to get anything out of the fella, you know. At the end of the day, and I, I don't know, I don't know if any of you agree with this, but do you think Paul Pogba under Pep or Klopp or maybe even you know Pochettino would be a completely different player? Uh,
0: in terms of what he does on the pitch, probably. In terms of what he does off the pitch and pissing off no. the managers, it will still be yeah. the same. It will still be the same because do you that, that, yeah. because that's what the club want and that's what Adidas want. And that's that's the main that's, thing. You know? That's crazy, isn't I, it? That's I, absolutely crazy. I spoke to a very, very well respected journalist, I'd say about two months ago. Um, and he said to me, Look, he goes, you know, he, <laughs> he, he said straight off the bat, he goes, I know you're a United fan, and I'm not just saying this because I dislike Mourinho. He goes, But. Paul Pogba is a shit. He goes, he is oh, wow. a shit. He goes, his people are horrible. Um, his attitude is horrible. He goes, I've dealt with him on numerous occasions. I'm not going to mention the guy's name, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. he just, you know, and, and this guy has got very, very uh, strong links throughout the world. You know, he, he's, a, he's a very highly respected journalist. And for him to tell me that there's something wrong with Paul Pogba in the head, then that, that's enough for me. Look, I, I interviewed him this time last year and he was sand as a pound. But let me tell you this for now. If his agent wasn't sat in the room with me, he'd have got a lot of questions. I was actually asked not to ask any questions about Mourinho. Yes. Yeah. Still,
1: crazy. Crazy. Was, was not a
2: Mourinho signing.
0: He wasn't. But no, I've no, been saying this no. for a long time and people poo-pooed it. But you know. Stell,
2: is this is this a case? Is this a case of a bit of a Mario Balotelli here?
0: Then oh, it's worse. Because ba- ba- Balotelli at least showed some respect to his manager and his teammates. Yeah.
2: yeah this yeah.
0: guy has come in, forget the price tag. You know, he he knew the youth academy. He was there. He knows a lot of the players. Um, mm. But at any of the day, let's, let's be real. As much as Ferguson has messed up, you know, with the whole Coolmore Mafia and the whole spunk and all that kind of stuff, right? He was <laughs> dead right about Pogba because, you know, he fell out with Raiola about Pogba. You know, Pogba wanted 20, 30 grand a week after playing two two games. I mean, come on now, you know? Yeah, So, yeah, so nah. To
1: give Pogba the captaincy and to strip him off the way that he did it, Something major must have happened behind the scenes. That you do not do that to the what, star player. Yeah, and
0: What he's tried to do is knock him down a couple of pegs by yeah. doing it his way. But the problem yeah. is you can't do that these days. It isn't FC Porto where he was able to to mess about. It wasn't, you know, when he first joined Chelsea where he was signing players like Kesman and then he booted them out because they were rubbish. You're talking about a player that is arguably the most marketable player in the world who practically calls the shots. And it's not right. It wouldn't happen under any other ownership. It wouldn't. You wouldn't see John Henry having players like that because, you know, John Henry says it like it is. You wouldn't see Daniel Levy doing that, allowing players to do that. But because of the owners that we have and because Ed Woodward is so fixated on marketing, marketing, mark, marketing, you know, it doesn't matter, he lets him do what he wants. So, and, and, and the worst thing about it all is that he's quite a popular
2: figure within the Man United team, isn't he? Uh, yeah.
0: Within some players, yeah, but some of them don't like him. But, really? Yeah. Well, but...
2: there, there you go, it's, it's, it's just not great, there's no harmony there, is there? No. But, but this no is where the problem there. is, because United's dressing room, it's all divided. It's all split. It's all and, split. It's, and it's never been like that, it's never been like that. No. The, the Man United that we know, of of the you know the nineties and and the uh, you know the two thousand y- you know that was a strong unit you know a sh- proper strong unit and you know when someone weren't putting a shift in you know the, it was it was there right in front of our eyes isn't it players having to yeah. pop at each other yeah. on the pitch Look, put- you know th- th- that doesn't happen anymore uh, you know this was my point about you know the game yesterday that I was that I was saying to you you know this this is Man United Liverpool man. You know, you shouldn't even need need a team talk to play in yep. a match like this. Yep. You, you know, you wouldn't be going to bed, you know, early doors, getting up, pumped up for the match. I, like I was saying to you, still earlier on, when Liverpool was shit and Man United were flying, we always knew that the boys, that, that, you know, the, the Liverpool players were going to go out there and they were going to give it 100%, Yep. you know, because it was Liverpool versus Man United.
1: It's a cup final. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah.
2: And. You know, these, these guys, they don't need Jose Mourinho or a Jürgen Klopp giving them a team talk before this match. The team talk's done. Liverpool versus Manchester United, vice versa, Manchester United versus Liverpool when it's at Old Trafford. It's a derby, the biggest. Yeah. These boys should be pumped up for it. But it's, it's just clear that this changing room is, is, is divided. Some players like the manager, some don't. Some players like this player. Some play, it is, The way it's just been allowed... To, to crumble is actually quite shocking. To well, be look at
1: the players Mourinho picked yesterday. He picked all the players that so-called he trusts. Yeah, but, and they're all garbage. But it's the players that he thought, well, at least Herrera is going to give me hundred yeah. percent. At least Matich is going to. At least Damian. I thought Damian is garbage. I thought he had a decent game. Yeah, decent. Matic, Do you know who
3: was decent, but obviously he got yeah. withdrawn because he um, had a had a card. Dalo. Hmm. Dallot was doing okay, but obviously yeah. he would have been a liability really second half because the pace we were coming with, and obviously he was on a booking which he shouldn't have got by the way because Andy Robinson fell. Like, Talon didn't even do anything wrong. And, and, and I've it.
1: never ever in my whole entire thirty three years of life watching a football have I seen a striker hide behind defenders like Lukaku does. Did, <laughs> you, see,
0: did you see that? Did you see the offside?
1: Oh, mate.
0: <laughs> oh, if pushed him... Man, push they pushed him offside. Oh, oh, brilliant. That was brilliant. So, was...
1: you've for me for this. Did you see him yesterday? How many times he was behind Van Dijk?
0: Yes, yeah, because he, he hides behind this pathetic little uh, <laughs> message he wrote at the beginning of the season about his oh. his life and how you know he yeah. started from the bottom and blah, blah, blah and got the sympathy vote, the X-Factor-style sympathy oh. vote. Listen, I, I don't want to talk about that. The only thing that I've got to say about uh, yesterday's game... And Andy, you'll remember this, and I'm sure D will remember. In fact, all three of you remember. I see so many parallels between this United and that Liverpool side of 96 that got to the cup final. Whereas United won the the league title. There you go. United won the league title. United won the league title. They were focused on this FA Cup final. Liverpool players turn up in white suits. White suits, Spice yeah. Spice Boys, baby. Why? Are you, yeah. Why are you
2: doing this to me, Stan? No,
0: no, but what I'm saying is, it's, I it's, just it's, want
2: to think of the good time,
0: man. <laughs> but it's, it's a role reversal because now yeah. you have got Liverpool that are focused on on winning games, and here you got United with dancing boys in the training room. You know, it's ridiculous. I mean,
2: that for me, that for me was was uh, uh, you know I'm glad Jan brought that up. That was that was a disgrace, if I'm being honest. You, you, you know, this is Man United, man. This ain't no circus football club. This is Manchester United. And you've got players, you know, posting stuff like that. And this is what drives Mourinho mental, you know, yep. um, is all this stuff here. He, he, you know, he can't, he can't get his head around it, to be honest. He's thinking, well, are, are these guys serious? You know, are, are they actually serious? They're posting videos of dancing, you know, before such a big yeah. major game. You know, a game where, let's be honest, if Manchester United, you know, got a nice result out of that yesterday, if you look at the fixtures coming up, that's a lovely confidence boost for them, you know, to, 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 to get a result at Anfield. You know, I think the next four fixtures are, are very winnable, aren't they still, mm. for, for Manchester United? Well, they should but be, but... They would have been even more
0: if you'd got a good performance from, from, from yesterday at Anfield. Absolutely, look, it's it's Cardiff away, Huddersfield at home, Bournemouth at home and Newcastle away. I mean, they're not easy games, but, you know. you (laughs) you, you, you Are they ready in the cup still? Ready in the um, FA Cup afterwards, yeah and then Spurs away, but that's, yeah, You anyway, know we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, just, 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 one, just one more thing before we move on and it, it's about Jose Mourinho and I don't want to go on for a long time, but you know, he, he again referred to his past glories in, in the post-match interview, something that he, he seems to be doing quite regularly. I think it's it's safe to say that, I don't know, even his biggest apologists actually getting bored with the, the same responses. I mean, he was sacked with Chelsea uh, mid-table. He's going through a similar spell at United. His stock, I believe, has, has heavily decreased. What do you guys think? Well, still,
2: you, you say that. You, 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 did you see the, um, the post today about that, that defeat um, when he got sacked at Chelsea? He was actually 3-1 to Liverpool on yep. December the 15th. Yeah. And they're saying December the 15th, is it, was, was, it was the same date, wasn't it? And a 3-1 loss again to Liverpool, which is quite weird. You reckon he'll be,
0: yeah, be yeah, gone? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think they'll get rid of him just yet. Like I said, I think Still, just... remember when I'm um, Louis
1: Van Hell with his mince pies at Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Mourinho's turn this year.
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't even want to think of what he's going to say in the next press conference anyway uh,
3: so he's in that was the biggest news of the week on um, Max Smalling's new contract oh my god
0: Malin. yeah yeah. I was, people on the suicide watch calling me are you right? <laughs> yeah I'm alright you know it could be worse Phil Jones could have signed a 10 year contract oh no, god apparently yeah. uh
3: new hairstyle sealed the deal No. They really- <laughs> Chris
0: Chris Babb Babb, right let's move on Uh, Liverpool's win took them back to the top of the table 24 hours after they were overtaken by Manceta after the champions dispose of Everton 3-1 um yeah, and I think this is a bit of deja vu tonight because I think we spoke about Gabriel Jesus' lack of league goals last week. He grabbed two against Everton before Sterling made it free, which probably gave uh, Daily Mail journalists something. <laughs> uh, some, some, some writer's block or something. I mean, look, it's a, it's a crucial stage of the season for the Brazilian to find some form, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm glad they scored two in a way because I um, slated Kante's position last week and then he proved me wrong by scoring. <laughs> and then I said Gabriel Jesus should start, and he did. And now that he did, he scored. So um, I think he's even on, on that point with my analysis. But um, so
0: listen, are you, you are you saying you've uh, changed the balance of fates? <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've equalised. Yeah. <laughs> United can't do that. But um, listen, Jesus, Jesus is a proper footballer. He can he, he can go in behind. He can play football. He can link up play. Um, and listen, City, with, with the, the amount of talent and, and the way that they attack, he's always going to get chances and he's always going to score goals. Um, you know, you can't knock City's, City's squad at all. And, um, you know, if you've got a player like Jesus, you've got a player like Aguero and then everybody else from midfield scores goals, no wonder they score. I mean, I think they've scored like 65, 70 goals already this season in all competitions. I mean, we're at, we're not even at Christmas yet. That is staggering. And, um, it, it, you know, it's a two-horse race for the title between them and, and Liverpool, which mm. can't believe I'm going to say this, but, I, I, you know, I want City to win it.
0: You said it last week, deja vu. Right. There we go. Oh, thanks, Shed.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right,
0: I mate. Mean. Just... D, D uh, Marcus Silva went with three central defenders, one of them being Yeri Mina, who was nowhere to be found for Sterling's goal. Now I know the Barca fans were hardly staging some sort of million man march protest when the <laughs> Colombian was sold. I mean, he hasn't really settled in the Prem, but is it is it fair to pass judgment on him yet, just yet? And it might be a little early still. But I remember on an earlier
3: show, I can't remember it was early on in the season or the World Cup one when we spoke in the summer when we spoke, and I was saying that Yeri you Mina know, in the air, very good. would head him a brick if he needed to but on the deck I'm not sure about him and he that ah, he he was the fault of one of the goals he put a pass out from the back Um, obviously Marco Silva that's the style that he wants to play but um, maybe give him uh, maybe a few games more because he had an injury at the start of the season and he's come in he's just like I think he's about his sixth start or something like that so maybe a little more time but Dane, I, th- I think he'll be very good of a leader next to him, but I'm not sure necessarily if Michael Keane is that guy. Kurt Zuma, I like, but still learning, still quite young, about 21, 22. So, um, uh, yeah, but
2: Everton, uh, I don't know. Man. It was almost as yeah, I, I think he started well. Dan, just be honest, mate. He's another mama do sacco. He'll be at Palace. will <laughs> be, be at Palace in about a year on loan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you know what? Though I, I thought Gary Mina started his Everton career not too badly. Apart no, I, think from a little, I think Yeah, he, when he, he, when he was injured. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> no, I think he's done okay. He's done okay apart from from Saturday, of course. But I thought the you know the few games I thought he played well at um, Anfield. He done right. Um, like, he done right like. that game. Yeah, yeah, he played mm, well. So he, and Anfield, and yeah. the games pre- previous to that, I thought he did okay. He's just yeah. you know.
2: Yeah, all, all I'll say about that, yeah. Listen, he's 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 a decent player. I don't but, rate him, by the way. But, but yeah, go on. Go it, on. It, it, ba- Barcelona are terrible at the back as it is, and they got rid of him. So what yeah.
1: does that tell you? Yeah. You know, so uh, that's that's. No, that's, I agree. I was. I'm not. I'm not his biggest fan. I'm just saying that. Yes, first, it's, it's early to to kind of judge him. Yeah, and to me, be terrible, he yeah. hasn't done too badly considering that he's coming to the Premiership as well, right? and he's been injured. He, he's done
2: okay. Yeah, well, well, Dan Dan just said it there. I, I, I remember, I remember, I remember first ever game um, it was Swansea away, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah, <laughs> and, and I, 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 I was, I was at that game, yeah, and I, and I was like you. He was, he was going up for the ball and winning the head. I was, I was thinking. Wow, this, this thing you had, and, yeah, had yeah. And, and then and then two minutes later, he was on the deck like with the ball, and I was thinking, oh my god, this is Bambi on ice—it he, he he looked like it was going to fall over every time he passed the ball. I was like, wow, and and, and, and seriously, Gremier actually reminded me of this of of this player. Mm-hmm. You know, when I saw him, you know, he really does look shaky on on the ground. Then he he's, he's a beast in the air. But yeah, yeah,
3: exactly, exactly. Yeah, so if someone to compliment him, but I don't know. Yeah. If, maybe Zuma, but that guy, okay. Michael Keane's all right. But that if Everton do not come seventh this season, it will be because of the defense has let them down because Ratchlanis has do what he um, yeah he was brought to do. Sigurdsson's been all right. I was surprised he didn't start Walcott against City because I thought his pace would have troubled them. Um, so yeah, but well, saying that, um, Calvert Lewin scored, didn't he? But um, yeah, I like Calvert Lewin. He's decent. Calvert Lewin yeah. is a d- decent player. He's he's a good player. And I think Marco Silva's the type of manager that will make him better because you allow him to express himself. Mm. Um, but um. Yeah, no, nah. and I just, just to think defensively, but I don't think they really cared about losing to City because they knew it would have benefited Liverpool. I remember yeah. in, in <laughs> two thousand and fourteen, they literally sat there for seventy minutes and let Man City beat them up. <laughs> um, I it's a park, and then I think was it Barkley got a goal? Yeah, and no, I think Barkley off, in the car could pulled it back to three too late. And I thought, why are you starting to play off the 70 minutes? If you did this from the start, you would have beaten them. Yeah, uh, yeah but you yeah, lot yeah. did the
1: same, you lot did the same against Chelsea when Gerard decided to pass the drop back.
3: <laughs> Do you know what? That is the one Liverpool game probably in the last five years yeah, that I've never seen because I was at work and because we lost it, I didn't bother to watch it. <laughs> I've never seen that game. I've heard that we did absolutely nothing nothing in it and just, Chelsea just show through.
0: Deary me. Deary me. We're reminiscing too much about the past. Right, on to St. Mary's where the Klopp of the Alps, also known as Southampton, new head coach, Ralph Hassan. <laughs> Got his first win at the expense of Arsenal, whose unbeaten run finally, finally, finally comes to an end. Arsenal twice levelled the game up after going behind, but once Charlie Austin headed in after Leno misjudged the cross, we all knew it was Southampton's day. Um, Andy, big performance and a big win for Southampton, whose high-pressing system really gave Arsenal problems. Um, Up next is Huddersfield and a game they really can't afford to drop points in.
2: Yeah, definitely the fat clock in it. it's um, yeah, you know what you know, you know what I, fa- I, I I I was speaking to a few of me Arsenal friends and I fancied Southampton to get a result. Obviously, new manager, you know, home. Are really, you know, they, they really did really well, especially you know they haven't done very you know very well in results wise this season, and for Arsenal to pick them back twice and still have the character to go and win the game. I think it's going to, you know, really, uh, you know, give him a lot of confidence going into these games still that you've just mentioned, and um, and I think you know this manager's he's obviously you know he's going to be high octane, you know. I think Southampton have done more running in that in that ninety minutes than they've done under Mark Hughes in his whole tenure, <coughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, oh, I wish so.
3: Rodri was here for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but. Um, you know, I, I think I think this, this manager could possibly, you know, get them out of trouble. Um, you know, his his team in Germany was was, was very similar, you know, high press and, and all of that stuff. So I, I fancy them to, to, to get out of trouble this year and, and I think he could be a, ver- a very, very good manager in this Premier League.
0: Do you know, it's funny you mentioned Mark Hughes. I didn't ever want to mention him ever again on the show. But um, it goes back to what you said about Shaqiri. You know, he was at Stoke when Mark Hughes was at manager. Was manager. So, um, and he did relatively well there. Can you imagine if, if uh, Hughes wasn't there? But anyway, they will probably still be a Premier League. Let's not talk about Leslie, shall we? Um, Jan, it was a much more cohesive Southampton than the one we saw at Cardiff last week. Uh, the manager said at it full-time, it's amazing what a team can do in a week. It was very intensive. We had time to work on the basics and build the infrastructure, the fundamentals of our game. Just goes to show what fresh ideas can do to a squad, eh? Absolutely, mate. It's the new manager
1: syndrome again. He's, he's coming, And listen, he's a good manager. Like, like Andy said, he's, his record wherever he's gone is actually decent. So... um. He's come in with, you know, fresh ideas. The players have come in, um, you know, the players that weren't performing or players that weren't playing well or, or low in confidence, you know. It's a new manager. They want to impress and they've certainly done that. And, you know, I thought it was lucky against United. I thought, you know, they probably deserve to win and, you know, against Cardiff, if it weren't for, kind of, Vestergaard making that, that mistake, they probably would have got a point there. So, you know, their performances haven't been that bad. It's just the results that have been dreadful. Yep. So, um, you know, good luck to him at the end of the day, you know, see see what happens. It's a long season, but, you know, for Southampton fans at the moment, it's it's promising.
0: Mm. Indeed, we said last week that the combination of fatigue and injuries may hurt Arsenal. They did really well to come back twice, but Southampton's third killed them off. I don't think Emery will be too disappointed, though, will he? No, I don't think he will, because
3: um, it wasn't like Southampton battered them, as you said, depressing. When they did actually press... Um, I I messaged um, you guys yesterday uh, um, in the group still and I said that it reminded me of how um, Leipzig um, were playing um, at a stage in regards to the press and they've picked them off really Arsenal played three in the back Nick Steiner is a right back and he was at the right centre-half. Koscielny's just come back after a long-term injury, and then Jakar, who I don't even trust in midfield, unless Torreira's there, um, is playing as the left-sided centre-half, so he was asking for trouble, really. All the three goals could have been prevented. The first goal, brilliant across by Matt Target, but you would have thought that Bellerin could have been just a, a tad tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, good header by Ings, Koscielny um, should have attacked it. Second goal, Redmond got a bit of space, put the ball in. Kashodi again flat-footed, static, headed top corner by Ings. Brilliant header, by the way. And then the third goal, again, Arsenal got caught shipping too many players forward. Xhaka should have got tighter on the ball in from Long. And that was actually cussing shaving Long, but it turned out to be the good idea. But that was because Leno was indecisive. If you're coming for it or you're not, and if you are coming for it, you've got to punch it away. So all the goals could have been prevented. So as you said, I don't think Emery... Will be too disheartened by it. I think Arsenal. Wolf, they've got a league game against um, a league cup game against Tottenham. But I think they'll be back to winning ways on the league um, in the league on the weekend against Burnley. But if Southampton play like that. As Jan said, there's no way that they're going down
0: that mm, because
3: cool. there'll be there'll be teams that won't have as good players passing the ball as Arsenal. And if they can get them high up the pitch, they're going to get some goals. Because you look at that. There's goals in Austin. Um, Gabiadini is still there, and they do get a lot of midfielders weighing in, of course. Armstrong's done well, Ward Prowse got a few last season, and um, so, um, Oi Bjerg's got a couple. So, yeah, I I think they'll be okay. Not because they're outstanding, but because of the fact I think that if they can maintain that level of performance for the duration, for most of the duration of the season, obviously they'll get turned over a couple of times. I think there's teams worse in the league than them. Fulham Cross are conceding goals. Huddersfield haven't got enough goals in them. So I think they can just about be all right and probably maybe finish 16th or 17th. Somewhere Shane Long is saying, what about me? (laughs) (laughs) He yeah, likes a game against Arsenal though, doesn't he? Remember a couple of years ago, Arsenal were doing okay and then Southampton turned them over 4-0? Yeah, God is a actually of the weekend, cause, yes. cause, um, actually, but We actually predicted on the show, still. we did say, and I'm going to send you the act that that, um, I won um, big thanks to Charlie Austin for that late goal. We actually, did say <laughs> on the show, we actually did say on the show that we thought that Southampton would win it by another goal I thought two one because I didn't think they had three goals in them, but I did think it would end there. Arsenal would lose to a team that you wouldn't expect them
0: to mm. and get back on and start winning again. There you go, Nostradamus here. Yeah,
1: (laughs) well, I saw Izaka, by the way, he's got to thank Milik for that, Napoli. Yeah,
0: that last-minute free-kick,
3: I screamed, I was like, ah!
0: (laughs) 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 Great stuff. Right, Southampton's win moves them out of the relegation zone, leapfrogging Burnley and Huddersfield, who both lost 1-0 at the weekend. Meanwhile, Gerard Delafail channelled his inner Lionel Messi, scoring two cracking goals against Cardiff that his former Barcelona teammate would be proud of. And by proud of, I mean couldn't care less because they don't get on. <laughs> um, pfft, look, uh, Andy, let's be honest. If Messi scored that goal, I mean, we'd see tweets with a goat emoji. Um, this, let's be, uh, look, this kid is a real deal, isn't he? I mean, since de Holyfield doesn't need his real deal nickname, I've given it to Delafeo. He's the real Delafeo. See that? <laughs> The, the problem is I've called him Della Flopper a few times, though, as well.
2: <laughs> um, you know, what? he's, he's always been a, a kid with with, with good potential. Um, I just think he's very hot and cold. I, don't get me wrong, the goals were brilliant um, that he scored, especially that first one when he just weaved in and out, you know, as, as, as a lovely finish. And he's got great balance, you know, and he's actually not a bad finisher as well in, in front of the goal. It's just, he's, he's just not consistent enough still. You know, he needs to do it week in, week out um, at this level. So, you, you know, he's—I think where he is now is is probably the right level for him at Watford. Hello. Yep. What was that?
0: <laughs> Who's listening to Stormzy? <laughs>
3: sorry, that was, <laughs> was sorry. That was me. Was, that was, was me, that Sky Sports. That—that <laughs> that was me, mate. Sky Sports. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Shut up. Yeah, so, yeah, so so De La Flea, De La has got to lose the, the tag of Delaflop sometimes uh, There you
0: spell. go. There you mm. go. Yeah, and it, it just seems that Delaflo has been around forever, but he's only 24. Um mm. I can't really think of many players who've got Barcelona, Milan, Everton and Watford on their CV. Is he too good for Watford?
1: Um he probably is. I mean, Boljan's another one, isn't it? Ooh. Similar kind of, you know. Yeah, he's been everywhere as well, but
0: um, I he's think, like I think Katie Price, first... he's been everywhere.
1: He has been everywhere. What's Boltron <laughs> now? 25? It's I don't know, been... maybe we've, that's maybe... what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, still not even outrageously old. and Maybe, maybe feeding Katie Price's horses. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Wow, is that you think it's themselves? Possibly. <laughs> 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 He's a good player. There's sugar in them sugar walls. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh God! <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you were saying.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, yeah, Delph De is a really good player, and um, he, he probably is a better player than than a Watford. no dis respect to Watford, but I think he's, he's a level above. But like like Andy said, he's, he's got to be consistent, and he's not been consistent. I like ever he was glimpses. Um, at Watford he's been injured a lot at Watford as mm. well which is surprising that, you know yeah. maybe maybe he's, his pace his speed is picking up little niggle injuries here and there but you know I think there's a lot more to come from him as well but I, I love his directness his ability you know the way he goes past players and, yeah. and he can finish as well and um, if he carries that on then he'll definitely get a, a, a move to a bigger club
0: absolutely And D, another player who got on the score sheet for Watford was uh, Holivas. Uh, I think he's done very well holding down a regular place in the team, given his, I don't know, how shall we say, interesting past.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no, definitely. He's um, he's a
0: dream for um, fantasy football
3: managers, isn't he? Because he doesn't cost that much, and the amount of assists that he gets, it was a really good goal as well. Um, curler from about 25 yards on his left foot but um, yeah no, all, of, all of us is doing his thing I, I didn't realise he was so old still I, did, I, I thought he was like someone that was like in maybe his mid maybe at the most late 20s I think he's in his early 30s but about 32, 33 now because until he signed for Watford I didn't know who the hell he was I'm not going to lie national, but no he he's No, doing, he's, doing, he's doing okay for them they've got some they've got some useful players considering um, they probably they've got like a wage structure, but they've actually got quite a deep squad in terms of numbers, not necessarily quality, but they've got some good players there. And Pereira keeps doing well. But as you said, the likes of you Pereira, you'd expect them to like get picked up by better teams. I was surprised when they got Pereira from um, Juventus in the first place because, especially when Carlos Tevez was there, he was quite pivotal in um one or two of their championship wins but no, Watford look okay and I think that they'll be able to come maybe 10th like, I think top half should be fine because of the amount of goals that they've got in the team. Mm. I
1: think the core is a good player at Watford.
3: Yeah. Yes, th- definitely, definitely. He's been linked to moves as well from uh, last season to The Corre's alright, Kapu, he's done okay for them. Um, yeah, they've, they've got some decent I it's, it's probably central defence is probably their weakest area like Mariapa, Kafka, mm. necessarily. But otherwise, apart from that, they've got useful players and I really like Will Hughes as well I really like Will Hughes
0: yeah, very intelligent football I must admit yeah yeah. yeah. Mm. good player yeah there you go uh, Jan we said last week that Burnley's plan to stay up will probably more than likely involve a lot of roughing up opponents mm. and, and long balls uh, ironically Tottenham's win against them came from a long ball <laughs> <laughs> is it time for Burnley fans to panic
1: yeah I think so um, I don't think you know, you know, Burnley got a lot of results last year, you know, at home and, and, and playing a certain style. I think, you know, the fact that they're not getting the results and they're not performing as well, it, it, it must be concerning. And you can tell with Sean Dyche as well, you, usually he's quite a calm, calm manager. He's, he's got a lot of enthusiasm. He started to get irritated a lot and, and started mm-hmm. to throw his toes out the pram a lot as well, which is... Yep. You know, it's, it's quite surprising for the type of manager that he is, which shows that they're under pressure. And I think if they don't strengthen in, um, in January, I think they could go down this season.
0: He's probably pissed off that Sharon's having an affair with Eric Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> Eastenders <laughs> reference. <laughs> For those of you oh. listening, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <Max> Back spreader. <laughs> oh my!
2: Um, oh but, my! Um, <laughs> oh,
3: George. every time I hear him talk, I think he's gonna burst out and start singing the um, Louis Armstrong. <laughs> <I'm looking at. laughs> right, that Probably. guy's voice, man. Right, can, can cough, please, mate? Cough. He's. Um, I wrote a piece a couple of months ago um, called Burnley's Brexit, and there's a couple of quotes in there. <laughs> I think. I think. No, I think. I think, guys. I think he's just getting a little che- cheesed off. He basically made a couple of comments in the, about the board that I put uh, in there. Some quotes from an interview in the Independent. He's frustrated because he wants to spend money, but the, um, the club just haven't got it, and obviously their stadium's not huge, either, so it's not like the revenue etc. That's coming in. I think that he might end up with. Re- Gritting, not taking the effort job when you had the opportunity to get it
2: um, I, think, I think he's gone to pot since they started calling him Ginger Jose <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault then
0: it's your fault <laughs> <laughs>
3: Why? oh man because no, I think he's a good manager but last season guys they had outside of the top four they had the best defence in the premiership now don't Joe Hart been making a truckload of saves they're just conceding so many goals and it's just, it just doesn't look good for them as you said they might just find themselves I thought they were too good for it but considering they got Arsenal next they might just find themselves like just plummeting it's like it's because I've got no problem with them but Nah, and you can see he's rattled right. you can see even the other day after the Liverpool defeat, the comments he made about Klopp, he, he he's uh, he's, he's
2: rattled. He's mm-hmm. yeah. rattled Can I ask, who was you know Burnley last year their goalkeeper? Was it Tom Heaton? Um, yeah, no, Nick, Pope. Nick, Nick, Pop, Nick Pope. Nick Pope. Uh, it, Pope but he's, yeah. he's dislocated his shoulder. That's why they brought Joe Hart. I, I was yeah. going to say. I mean, Joe Hart. He, he's just a nightmare. That goalkeeper. Mm. Now, ain't he? It's, <laughs> it's 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 no, it's no coincidence they conceded him left, right, centre with him in goal. You know, but I, I would have thought Tom Heaton would've, would have would have would have been given a chance by now. You know, to to play. Yeah, because even the season before that because
3: um, then he incidentally dislocated his shoulder short to start of last season yeah that's he, right it was <laughs> he was very good two seasons ago and got himself into the England squad didn't he that's so, right yeah, yeah was, I don't know I don't know man
0: Yeah,
2: maybe
3: there's a clause in the heart's contract or something that he has to play a certain
0: amount probably. of games or probably, like it. probably. It wouldn't surprise uh, me right that's our Premier League roundup done <clears throat> let's, let's go to other news and Thank goodness the draw for the last sixteen of the Champions League was made today because I can't actually say anything different about the rest of the major European leagues than I did last week. <laughs> um, well, look, in a nutshell, Juve, Barca, and Dortmund won, and Monaco lost. So it's business as usual. <laughs> Cheerio, mate. <laughs> Thierry, Elri, mate. Thierry Come on. Man. <laughs> um, I want I wanted to ask you guys this because it, the the thought struck my mind today. I mean. I personally think it's a bit disappointing that the Premier League is the only major European league with an open title race. I don't know what you guys feel about it. A couple of weeks ago, I thought
3: Spain did too still, but now Barcelona are kicking into shape and I've slowly started to pull away. And Rambo, though I'm still heavily unconvinced by them, uh, are um, coming Coming up, they're getting wins somehow, but yeah, so it's only really <laughs> the Premier League. French League is done, Dutch League is done, unless Ajax can pull something out of the bag. Uh, Serie A, who's going to beat Juventus? They might end up going unbeaten, so it's yeah. And well, then again, Germany maybe still because don't do it when they're still unbeaten. If Bayern could get their act together, they might make that competitive, so really, maybe only Germany, otherwise. The
1: yeah, Portuguese
2: free, the premiership. I, I don't know about you lot, mate, but I look at the Scottish Prem now and go, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rangers, Rangers, okay. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that's when you know it's hard times when we're having to talk about the SPL. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, the, the Portuguese, you've got Porto Banfica Sport, you know, yeah, and Sporting, yeah. and Braga as well. So that's that's quite open in, in Portugal. This yeah, season. yeah, yeah. But yeah, would you yeah, class
0: yeah. that as a major league, though?
1: I'm just getting desperate, mate, because I can't uh, find another
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Yeah, only, uh, only, only four points separate those three. Yeah, they, so that's
3: yeah. More,
0: um, yeah. all right. Well, as for the Champions League draw, it's England versus Germany again, but no, no war references, please. Um, City, Liverpool, and oh, wow. Spurs face Schalke, Bayern, and Dortmund respectively. Um, I'm going to put this through to the Liverpool fans first. I mean, it's a big game for you guys, but they should stroll through, surely. Dan? Where's Andy Gone?
2: I'm here,
3: I'm here, I'm
2: here. Oh, really? oh, you want to no. go, cool. go first? You go first, you go first. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest though, I, I, wanted, uh, I wanted Real Madrid. We owe them for the final, but mm-hmm. um, it, if they can wait for the next round, basically. I, I think Bayern are not the same Bayern of, of two or three years ago, are they? Then aging side now. I think our intensity will will be too much for him. I think we'll win the we'll win the tie from Anfield. Hopefully, anyway. It's my opinion. I, I think we'll we'll have too much for him at Anfield and um, you know do a, a professional job in the second leg defensively uh, and get through. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm happy with the draw.
0: Yeah,
3: I'll 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 take Bayern. I think that. There, well, if I especially take them if Kovac is still there because, um, as, as you guys have said, I don't think on previous shows, I'm not sure that they're really playing uh, for um, Kovac like that. My partner D Man on the D&D Football Factory said that as well. He said they've down tools because they don't used to pay for Bayern, they don't really respect him like they have other managers. Look, they even had issues with um, Ancelotti, and he was there. And that's a seasoned manager that's got multiple trophies. So, I think we could, if we're on game. Van Dijk, what people have to remember, is suspended for the first leg. So as long as we don't do anything stupid at Anfield with him out, I think we could edge Bayern out. Um, a lot of people are being a little overconfident, though. You still have to have respect. They're still... Lewandowski's a top scorer in Europe, a uh, top scorer in striker. You've got um, James. Robert uh, Robert his last season can still do it on any day in the week. So they've still got enough quality there um so i'm i'm hoping that we i'm hoping that we can um that we can get past them. i'm quietly optimistic but i'm not gonna um I'm not <laughs> gonna be too, too, uh, over um about it but um, yeah i think we can do it i'm i'm not sure for tottenham though and um oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Man City will go through. Oh, yeah. They'll make hard, yeah. they'll make harder work of it than we think they will, but they'll go through. They'll probably lose in Germany and then give them a good toast in um, at the
0: Etihad, but yes, yeah, City will go through. Yeah, there's no point talking about United because we know what's going to happen there. Car, <laughs> car crash. We're, <laughs> we're going through, mate. You know, the funny thing is, Jan,
3: my friend said that as well. He, he said, oh no, PSG, and then he just messaged me just before I came on here. And then he said, I actually think that we're going to do. You know, like, when you had Moyes in his first season, you were doing poorly, and then you came back from behind against Olympiacos and went through. Obviously, they know when he was Paris saint German level, but Jose is probably going to get a result when he needs it and they might just do it it's either going to be that squeeze them out luckily because of some heroics from the hair or you're just going to get blazed out by cavalli it's going to be one of one, one, one of the two it's not going to be tight And Mbappe and Neymar against um,
1: Damian and <laughs> Jesus. me. you yeah. never know boys
3: well for the first 2nd we're going to have a um, Leverdowski against Leverand aren't we so that's why I'm saying is that just don't concede a stupid amount of weight goals in the first leg and then you have a chance
2: you know what Dan it's probably better than with Van Dyke being out that that Liverpool play home first really innit so we can be on the front yeah true true
3: because we're going to be under the cosh aren't we
2: yeah so we can be on the front foot at at Anfield and then like I said do a professional job away yeah from home with Van Dyke back in the team good point
0: yeah there you go right <clears throat> we started the show with England's biggest derby, we'll end the European roundup with the biggest derby in Cyprus, where, <laughs> where, where Abuel beat Ammonia 2-1. Get him mab- up, get in the
3: oranges, <laughs> come on the oranges.
0: <laughs> now, now, come on now. <laughs>
2: Listen, my, my dad used to play for them, so it's a, really? it's a family club. No way. Oh, yeah, my dad was a goalkeeper at Abuel. When? Is it? In the 70s.
0: Get out of here. Oh wow! Well. Yeah. Oh crikey! I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was.
2: Nice. Uh, it's, a, it's our family club, so um, we're all delighted with the derby win. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <it seems laughs> <not> meant <laughs> to be on the show today. It was written.
1: Yeah. <laughs> do, you know, do you know who's I, I, got crystal <laughs> you know who's <laughs> got four money?
0: Well, yeah, I was about to go into that, but go on, um, yeah.
1: Sorry, man. Go on, you do it. Come on. Geordie yeah, Gomez. I used to play
2: for
0: uh, Wigan.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and how did he score?
2: I didn't see it. Let, a Leno for, went in goal for them for a bit, didn't he? It
0: was I a mean, forty-yard go. lob, mate. Oh yes, yeah, forty-yard lob. Yeah, he does. Yep. Matt Darbusha plays with them as well. doesn't That's he? That's right. He plays up front there. Yeah,
2: yeah. there you go. See, my dad, my dad, never made them mistakes back in the
1: day. <laughs> Didn't scored <laughs> two goals in like three four minutes, didn't they? To yep.
0: turn it around. There you go. There you go. It's, yeah. In fact, there's this um, the Jordanian Musa Altamari. He bagged Altamari, the brace. Altamari, that's there right. You go. Yeah. Did you did you see his second goal? I
1: didn't see none of the goals. I knew the score, but I didn't see the goal. Oh
0: mate, I, I was about to say he's um, he's one of these inverted wingers, and he's left-footed, but he plays on the right-hand side. And his second yeah. goal, he's he's taking the ball from the right-hand side, and he's basically run across. The, the penalty box he's beaten two or three players and before he's got his shot away there's four mm. players around him he's st- struck it so well it's gone right through him um, yeah. but I, I like him he's a, he's a good little player and I think he's definitely one to watch in the, in 2019 um, I know he's going to be in Jordan's AFC Asian Cup campaign which is going to be December, January um, so watch out for this player because I, th- I think you'll be uh, the next African sensation well he's Asian really but he'll be one of the next sensations I think
2: yeah, they, 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 rave, they rave about him massively over in Cyprus, you can imagine. Um, he's, he's really good, tricky, very yeah. quick.
0: Yeah. He's kind of like Adil Terapped, but with his head screwed on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
2: That's the perfect <laughs> analysis
0: to do. Yeah, yeah. YouTube footballer of a the decade. <laughs> there you go. Watch him out. Watch out for him. Right. This is the next section, which I'm sure you guys are fully familiar with, and it's Eurotrash.
2: And now it's time for Eurotrash
0: Now, unfortunately there's only one Trash story this week Not just because I couldn't find anything worth mentioning But because this actually deserves and to be the worst story of the week um, Manchester United Utility Man, or former Man United Utility Man Dali Blint scored a hat-trick uh, for Ajax <laughs> um, They won 8-0 they won eight, eight against De Grafchapp that that, that's enough, isn't it? Now it's time
2: <laughs> yeah. to oh, your that's, rash.
0: that's enough. He scored the hat-trick. I know the game was over because I think they were 5-0 up because... um, Ah, oh, uh, what's the fella's name? Uh, Moroccan Matilda... Ziyech? Zayach? Zayach. He, he, he yeah, scored yeah. the hat-trick of his own. Qual- uh, quality. But uh, we yeah. Liverpool
2: linked
0: to him? Yeah? yeah? Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. yeah. But um, yeah, Dali Blint has, has got the, the mantle. He's got it all, all his own this week. He's on his own because I, I, I couldn't think of any story that can beat that. Honestly. <laughs> what well, I mean, how trashy is that? <laughs> <laughs> might, uh, it did, might. have been be his dad that played. Yeah, possibly. Dude, <laughs> grasshopper <laughs> <laughs> was that. Was, was, that the, was that the program with Drake was in? <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. Didn't. <laughs> 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 right, before we play our, uh, our game, um, I've got some listener questions, okay, so you oh. guys can probably answer this, uh, this is from Connor, who's got a wonderful podcast called Talking Balls, he asks, with Leicester fans now calling for Puel's head more than before, and the contrasting attitudes towards Klopp and Mourinho fans from the media, um, is a manager's personality an aspect of the game that's becoming more important to fans' happiness, and can you make a link between that and the team performance? Oh that's a good question.
3: Um, and um, yeah I think you I think you can. I think you definitely can. Like for instance, um, um obviously we spoke about him earlier being like um another club. Um I think with how important the fans are in are in Germany, but they're much more smart with how they sell tickets and it's very family orientated. So you, you could go to the German second division and you will see um the stadiums full up. I think you can if you look at Arsenal for instance Emery is a lot more animated than Wenger is and obviously it's a new dawn, so they're be optimistic about it anyway but they're, they're just up the fans get up and they react because they see the manager on his job he's, he's, he's working he's in touch trying to get to them so yeah I think definitely and what you see now is that if you go back and watch football in the 90s you, you, some managers used to do it but you didn't really see a lot of managers going on the pitch and making such an effort to go shake everyone's hand and interact with the fans but they're making them feel more included and if that's the case the fans are going to make more noise even through hard times and get behind them so the Southampton crowd two really good yesterday so yeah I think there is a, definitely a link of correlation between that the energy from the manager um, and the fans definitely
0: there you go Ryan asks what lessons can US soccer teach Europe? Now, I like this question. And the reason why I like this question, because I've been banging this drum for ages, that the Americans have kind of learnt from our mistakes in terms of youth development, in terms of caring the community, um, in terms of a marketing perspective. Granted, their league isn't as, how shall we say, competitive or as, uh, what's the word, marketable as the Premier League but they're on the right track and they've got the resources to do it. The difference is the Americans are willing to pump that money in, whereas we've got owners that are American that don't want to do it. <laughs> so um, Yeah, I, I don't know what else they, they can teach us. Jan, have you got any ideas? Because I know you watch MLS quite a bit. Um, no. <laughs> Ugh, I don't
1: know.
0: It's rubbish. Yeah, uh, Andy, any ideas? Um, so, sorry, so, I didn't hear the, the, the original question. What what lessons? You cut out. Yeah. What what lessons can U.S. soccer teach Europe? Um, I don't know. Not nothing much. I don't
2: think. <laughs> there, seems um, to be, there seems to be this yeah, idea I, that I, I, te, I, te, I tell you one thing is, is is like you mentioned the youth academy, didn't you?
0: Mm. In
2: in in the in the U.S. I mean, being involved in it a little bit here, I, th- I think it needs to be more open minded in England, like it is in the U.S. More opportunities, like you said, um, that could definitely improve a little bit over here, because a lot of a lot of kids get overseen in this country rather than they would in the U.S. is probably one of my biggest things. I would say.
0: Yeah, no, I tend to agree with that. I mean, we've we've got this old adage where it's like you know the, the foreign players come over and it hinders the development and progression of our players. Yes, hundred um, percent. Whereas in America, yes. they've got the uh, the designated foreigners rule. Um, which obviously their laws, their labour laws are different to ours, and you know because we're not going to be in the EU, and perhaps that will change. I don't know, but you know they've got that right. They're focused fully on on developing young American talent, and as you've seen yeah. with with the national team, how they failed, they are really, really heavily invested on in getting this new group forward. Oh, uh, and That's they're right. working on it and it's not a long it's not a, a short-term fix it's a long-term ambition uh, d what would what you reckon i know that usl and mls have restructured perhaps that would change things a little bit but i don't know is is there anything that we can learn from them um plus i
3: think in terms of over there with that whole football thing slightly though no, their pitches are a bit casual it's slightly more of a show but that's um, American sports in general so again appealing just like last question appealing to the fans making the fans more involved but at youth level I think is his name Taylor Twindleman or whatever he used to be at, he, he used to be an American international He's Taylor like, Twelleman, yeah. that's the one he was on the debate when um just before England played um, America, and he was making some interest, interesting points about youth football, you know, I've said about academy, but another thing as well, um, and some um, places in England do up to a certain age where they don't play overhead high, but he said that at youth level in America, they're not allowed to use their heads. Mm. When they're playing football, obviously, because obviously in terms of health reasons, because they do a lot of things and link it to sports scientists and whatnot in um, uh, um in American sports. So that in terms of um, sports scientists, in terms of um, prolonging players' careers that type of research. So in terms of like the science, I think we thought well, they could be better with and definitely the, those little things like not letting them use their heads, encourage them to have the ball at their feet like the Europeans do because they've um, looked at that structure um, of things and getting the players to be better with the ball at their feet, more comfortable on the ball, et cetera. Just so those little type of things they implement. So not directly football-wise but in and around it in terms of um, the sports science and looking into prolonged players careers etc things like that i think that um, Mm. um, they can benefit from um, the american trump definitely Mm -hmm. and obviously as you said the case of the limited amount of foreigners playing in the league if brexit comes in that's going to be the place over it so they're going to be forced it seems like chelsea are going to be forced to play these homegrown players and not shift them out alone as they've been doing yeah
0: because what they've done in america they've got MLS which is obviously the main league and then you've got USL which is like the championship equivalent yeah what they've also done they've introduced a USL kind of league one which is the league below that and then they've got a third tier which is like their league two which is just for under 23s now I don't know if you guys know but USL is as I said they're like the championship but they partnered with MLS in 2013 so you've got loads of MLS reserve teams in USL. Yeah. So yeah, you've so. got Seattle Sanders two, you've got New York Rebels two. And they've they've also created Portland feeder clubs. Yeah, exactly. So they've yeah. also got like Charleston Battery are Atlanta's feeder club and Charleston are in the uh, the USL. So, yeah, so you see numerous Atlanta players going to, to Charleston. So yeah what what they've done in the revamp or the restructure, they've kind of taken the, the League One, the championship model, but they've implemented it in their own way. And again, it goes back to what I said before in terms of them learning from our mistakes. They've gone under 23 league, which is just like under 23s. But the players that are obviously over 23, they want regular first team football. So instead of, I don't know, farming them out to to other clubs, they've just put them in these leagues and like, right, here you go, do do what you can do. And I think that's the right mentality to have because... They're not afraid to try new things, and I think that's the problem that we have here. They're so archaic in their mentality. It's like, well, yeah. we're going to do it this way, and that's how it's going to be. If you don't like it, then tough. That's, that's yeah, bang, it. bang on. Yep. That's yeah,
2: it, so. It's it's nice to change things, change things up. Of
0: course.
2: And and, of course. I, and I like that. I like what you just said. I didn't know that about um, the different little leagues that they. I think didn't they try to do it with the Premier League too? Yeah, over here though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a few, a few of the, our reserve sides played in the. Wasn't they playing in the the Carabao Cup or the League Cup back then? What it was called. Yeah, they they. They were, play, allowed, to play. They, they, they were they, allowed to play in that,
0: weren't they? Yeah, they're playing some of the under twenty threes in the um the checker yeah, Trade yeah. Trophy, isn't it? Yeah, like. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, EFL yeah, yeah, Trophy, yeah, checker trade, yeah. yeah. So, there's, yeah. been some, there's been a couple of tear-ups yeah. <laughs> in, comp- in that competition yeah. but
0: yeah. yeah, there you go uh, Mike Pieri asks will Southampton's new manager bounce help three points versus Arsenal a huge result Huddersfield next and they will expect three more the psychological uplift of a new manager always intrigues should Man United be next wow so many questions there Mike <laughs> well we've already spoken about new managers obviously what, what Connor asked before um, you know what new managers can bring in in terms of the the attitude and the uh, philosophy, so to speak. Um, should Man United be next? Well, again, that's something that we've we've discussed. I mean, I don't know. Have we have we actually spoken about should Jose Mourinho go or not? Does it even matter anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know well Rodri asked will Jan finally have a breakdown on the show so, uh, he, he stayed silent is Jan so no Rod sorry mate <coughs> Jan's done right today mate he's, he's been cool he's held it he's held it down right? he's held it down, he's held
2: he's it held down. It down mate
0: thanks a lot boys right. there we go finally finally we've been doing this for an hour and 20 minutes so let's wrap up the show with our game of guess who now for those of you that don't know I've picked a current Premier League player You guys need to guess who he is and the clues are going to be in the form of his former teammates. It's that simple. So, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go three rounds. Three players per round, yeah? Yep. Right, the first clue is Roberto Firmino. Okay. Okay? Yep. The second clue is Steve Sidwell. Oh my god. Wow. And the Spe- third clue is Marcus Alonso. Wow, good. So this player has played alongside these guys at some point of his career. And he's a, cu- a current Premier League fan, if you He is
3: indeed. Does it, does it include um,
0: uh, international as well? it does but I haven't included any international players in this oh, okay. I, so don't, I Firmin- don't know if he's capped for his national team that's why so. oh so that's Firmin- Firmino Sidwell and Firmino Sidwell and uh, Marcus, Marcus Alonso. Alonso Marcus Alonso, Alonso. right wow dang that right so you've got three rounds which is effectively three guesses I think there's a fourth round as well which is like the tiebreaker or whatever it is but I'll throw that in as well so does anyone want to guess first I'm just
2: trying to, f- f- the Firmino one's interesting. Hoffenheim and... Yeah, Hoffenheim, Liverpool. And Fl- is it Fluminese he played for? No, um, uh, in Brazil. Oh, man. Uh, Sidwell. Sidwell? What's but, Sidwell? Was he, pass- I- was he passing through Sidwell? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, um, Sidwell, I'm not so. Because I was thinking, Sidwell did play for some? man this is a good one still
0: (laughs) right come on guesses oh Oh, man I I, I don't know what to guess Jan do you want to try I'm thinking right I'll give you guys 15 seconds and I'm gonna pass you guys (laughs) Sidwell he's killed me um got stumped <laughs> right so, so am i i'm gonna pass all of you on this one yeah Boo. No, one, no one's got the balls to guess come on now christiansen christiansen no which yeah, christiansen I, I don't you Christ- just said the balls so i thought i just threw a name <laughs> okay Christensen. <laughs> it's not, not christians but thanks for trying that's uh, for, right uh, mate. Uh, yeah right the next <laughs> three guesses are iago aspas Aurelio Gomez and John Joe Shelby.
1: You're taking a mic, man, with this game, I told you. <laughs> every week. Gosh. The
0: house always wins. <laughs> right, I'll just run by the ones that we've, that we've got. We've got John Joe Shelby, we've got Aurelio Gomez, we've got Steve Sidwell, Firmino, Iago Aspas, and Marcos Alonso. And
2: this guy's a current Premier League player. Yeah, he is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is the, this has killed me.
0: I, 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 don't, I don't know who to guess. Cesc Fabregas. Okay, Jan's gone with Fabregas. Anyone else want to hazard a guess? Uh, it's
1: not Fabregas because Fabregas has never played with Firmino. That's a bit of (laughs) a
3: (laughs) good. Vicente Iborra. Ibora. Okay. (laughs) That's not a bad shout, but.
1: When did Iborra play with Samina?
3: Adi? Exactly. That's the only one
0: dumb thinking that did that. Yeah. Richarlison? Richarlison. Okay. (laughs) I like you guys are getting brave. (coughs) This is good. This is good. Right. The third round of clues is. Nacho.
3: Oh my God.
0: Nacho. Bo- yeah, Bojan. Oh, Bojan played with everybody. And Juan Fran. Juan
3: Fran. Juan Fran. What? The Atlético Madrid Juan yeah, Fran. He was at Deportivo. Oh, the other one, Fran. Okay. Oh um, right. Oh,
0: right. Oh, yeah, good.
1: yeah, that, that makes a difference.
0: <laughs> Right, so the clues are Marcus Alonso, Nacho, Iago Aspas, Firmino, Aurelio Gomez, Steve Sidwell, Bojan, Juan Fran, and John Joe Shelby. There is there is one more clue, but I want your your round of guesses first before I give you that clue. Anyone want to guess?
2: Yeah, I'm try. I'm I've got a name on my head, but I don't know why I'm going to say it. <laughs>
0: Go on. Do it for the bands. Herrera, Watford. Herrera. i M.
3: Um, I'm so confused. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> the second, the second round. I was thinking, I was, thought I was going down a decent line, and then the second round just baffled me. And now the third round with these Spanish players has made it even harder. I think it's either Spanish or Brazilian. I'm Trying to help you guys as well. I'm
2: just I'm trying to think of that. I'm just trying to think of that <laughs> yeah, Hoffenheim look, but no one. Same, that's say that what I was trying to think of. But then I'm trying to think of when maybe Bobby Firmino was playing in Brazil and if anyone was playing there with him as well. Yeah,
1: is it yeah. Bernard at Everton?
3: That
2: was not a bad guess, um, that's a good guess. He's a name I probably would have said as well. Yeah. Mm. Comedy.
1: But uh, when did Bernard play with Marcus Alonso?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. He was at like, Shakda, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this game kills me.
3: Gives me a
2: headache. <laughs> 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 it is a good game. I haven't played it for a few yeah, years. A very
0: good game. Um, you going to pass D? Uh, 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 Max Meyer. Max Meyer, okay. Right. There's one more clue. I don't not that. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's one more clue. I'm going to give you the clue. I'm going to read out all the clues, and then I'm going to give you guys a minute. Uh, how could it be mine? We just Spanish Oh God,
3: that was a terrible clue. So, the
0: final clue, ladies and gentlemen. Is Yannick Vestergaard. So, what? just to recap, what? you got Vestergaard. What is Southampton? Yeah, yeah, So, just to recap, you got Marcus Alonso, Iago Aspas, Nacho, Firmino, Aurelio Gomez, Steve Sidwell, Vestergaard, Bojan, Juanfran, and Jonjo Shelfie. You have a minute starting from now. I'll just sit back and light a cigar up shall I? Yeah, John Jones shall we? Forget? Hi, hi, hi Björk That's your guess
3: yeah? <laughs> no but didn't even play for the Spanish players oh, exactly. see the first round just <laughs> completely
0: shake this up <laughs> I have to accept your your answer my friend Oh okay Chris Master <laughs> Andy <laughs> and Jan you've got 30 seconds Oh man I, I, I. Pressure is on
1: Vestergaard. he played for Verde Bruyne, didn't he? Was it um, was it
3: much of blood That's what I'm saying. I get
0: those two big stuff because of the colours. The green.
3: I think he's fighting on Bremen.
1: Ten seconds,
0: gents. Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> he's gone with KDB. <laughs> <laughs> Jan, time's up my friend. What's your guess?
1: Um Ryan Bertrand, oh,
0: uh, Bertrand. I, I ain't got a clue. Right, uh, three weeks on the bounce, the house wins. So this gentleman started off his career at Real Madrid Castilla and he played between 2009 to 2012. He played alongside Marcus Alonso and Nacho. He then went to Celta Vigo on loan in 2009 where he played with Iago Aspas and moved to Hoffenheim in 2012 where he played with Firmino, Vestergaard and Heredia Gomez. Eventually, he ended up at Stoke in 2015, where he played with Steven Sidwell and Bojan. Uh, moved to Deportivo on loan with Juan Fran, and his final club, where he's at now, playing with Jonjo Shelvey, Newcastle. Oh, Hossellu.
1: Oh no. Oh. Sake. There you oh, go.
0: The oh, the hell. The Spanish fish, fish,
3: Oh,
2: god. I have a day off, still, will ya? Jesus. La
0: casa wins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a re- that's a really good one, though. You know, Hosselu is quality. That
0: is good. Well, he's a shit player, but it's a, it's a quality. Yeah, I know, here.
2: but we
1: never got it. That was go. the whole point.
0: There you go. There you go. See, so the first week was Babastabobulos. The second week was uh, Romeu and the third week is Hosselu. This is fun because I'm winning. Do you know what? I'm such a dim as well. This is me. It's got to be
1: Brazilian and Spanish. Who's your guest, Jan? Bertrand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is this what Bog was done to you, Jan? Yeah, oh, the funniest was when you go Bernard and everyone's like, oh, that's a good guess. I'm thinking, huh? <laughs>
3: that's yeah. that a good guess. <laughs> 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 no. no, no. When it, it, it was, it was a better guess than if I had to come up with.
2: Do you know who popped up in my head still? I don't know why, man success from Watford (laughs) (laughs) but he but he had some time
3: in Spain so it wouldn't have been the worst yes.
2: yeah
1: (laughs) it was like Granada
2: wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) I I just didn't know what to think man it's like you said their names just threw me off completely man (laughs) Yeah, beautiful there you go
0: there you go so
2: so Hossolu played with um, Firmino
0: did he yeah Yeah, he did that Uh, Hoffenheim 2012 yeah Oh man, did not, did not know that. You know that I don't
2: remember, mm. I really don't. not
0: do I, not do I.
2: Your salute, your salute. Excellent.
0: Well, gents, thank you ever so much for your time. It's been a great show as as ever. Uh, yeah. before I let you guys go, do you want to give us your Twitter handle and where we can find you and all your projects and whatnot? D, um, uh, my lot, um,
3: my uh, at. Uh, my individual account is at double D that's D U B U L D But the show's at the show comes on, on top of them on at 10 AM on a Saturday morning, but you can catch the playback on my soundcloud, which is also D U B U L D And it's on pitch D M M now as well. Yay, and, well and the FNX network yeah, so And it, the shows at is at DD 40 factory underscore.
0: Superb. Lila.
2: Uh, at little Andy Um on Twitter if you if you wanna
0: join into some Liverpool debate. Uh yeah, that's it. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, Mr. Yan, Yannick is Jay. Superb. Right, one more thing before we go. Um visit stellsecretsource.co.uk. I've got some betting <clears throat> tips for you guys. Okay? So at the weekend, out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tips, I only got eight right, which ain't bad. So Visit that website. Subscribe. You'll get some tips. There's some really intriguing games coming out over the Christmas period. You're going to get your bets or your tips. I think mm. Thursday they're going to be released. So yeah, visit StealthSecretSource.co.uk. Uh, we Lovely. have a Twitter account at Shoot Defence. We also have a Facebook group page. I'd like to thank everyone for getting involved and in asking questions. And yeah, until next time, guys, which I think we're going to do a show before Christmas. Um, hopefully, we will anyway. But if we don't, have a great Christmas. Have a very happy new year. Yep. And be safe. Don't be silly. Don't, don't do what footballers do sometimes to get absolutely pissed and falling out of cabs and all that kind of stuff. The Uber guys have it difficult enough as it is thanks <laughs> to the carriage on You know, behave yourselves. So, until next time, guys, adios.